Okay, good afternoon. So the last couple of weeks we spoke a little bit about the laws of Hilchas Kiddush, uh, making Friday night, even Shabbos afternoon. So just going in order of the way that we experience the day, so after making Kiddush, of course, the next thing that we do is we wash our hands for Hamotzi. There are a number of halachas to discuss regarding washing hands. Let's spend, uh, I imagine, at least two sessions, two weeks, addressing some of the halachas of Netilas Yadaim. What I want to start with, before we get to the actual practicality of it, of mechanics of it. How do you wash? What are some of the halachas regarding washing and, and rings and how much water, what kind of cup? There's like a lot of uh, discussion on that. Let's talk about the uh, another issue first, and that is what we would call a hefsik or breaks or talking after washing. This is one of the great elements of the Friday night meal. If you've had guests, particularly if you've ever had someone who's not so familiar with the way that a Friday night meal works and you try to explain to them, we're going to wash our hands and then there's those talking and then they're like, mm, 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 mm. and then there's always somebody who says something and then everybody starts pointing at, what do you do? Do you have to wash again? Do you make another bracha? What happens if you talk? What are you allowed to say? What are you not allowed to say? Much to discuss. There are actually three great misconceptions in regards to this area of halacha of talking in regards to washing. And we'd like to, I'd like to address them, uh, hopefully clarify um, all of them, make sure that we are all on the same page as far as these particular halachas go. So let's break it down as follows. There are three major components to the idea, the mitzvah of Nitilas Yadayim. There is the actual, I'm going to go in the order that we actually do it, even though there's a lot of discussion about this, which we'll get to. There is the stage one, step one, the actual washing of the hands which again, next week in Mirza Hashem, we'll talk about the mechanics of that. But let's just clarify that. Number one, there's the washing of the hands. Number two is the bracha that we make after washing our hands. And then number three is when we actually make the bracha on Hamotzi Lecha Min Haaretz. There are time gaps in all of these issues, sometimes particularly between washing and actually making hamotzi. If you have a large crowd at a meal and everybody's waiting for the head of the household to make hamotzi, it could be several minutes from the time that a person actually washes until they hear hamotzi. But those are the three components that we need to talk about. The actual washing of hands, the bracha that we make on washing your hands, al-natilas yadaim, and then the actual time in between that bracha and the bracha of Hamotzi. So let's start from the top. First of all, we go in, and we've discussed this many times, the order that we do things that I just mentioned is a little bit backwards. Generally, what we do is we make a bracha before performing a mitzvah. That's the way that we always do it. The Gemara calls it over la'asiyasan. That's what we do before we... Um, before we put on our tefillin, then we make a bracha. Before we put on our talis, then we make a bracha. Before we read Megillah, then we make the bracha. We always make the bracha before we perform a mitzvah. This particular mitzvah is a, an exception. There are a few exceptions to this rule in which we make the bracha after washing our hands. Let's go back over why that is. Why do we wash our hands at all for bread? Why do we have this entire institution, this concept of netilas yadayim before we eat bread? This comes from, the Gemara says, when in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, when Jews lived in the land of Israel and they would separate truma, they would harvest their crops, they would separate from their grain uh, portions to be given to the Kohen, which was known as truma. It was a sanctified food. It was not allowed to be eaten by anyone other than a Kohen. And the Kohen had to eat it in a state of tahara. He had to be ritually pure in order to eat his truma. Chazal added a level 
to the state of Tahar, and they said, a person's hands are in general considered to be Tameh. Just the hands. Chazal created a new category in the in Torah law, either the person as a whole is Tahar, or the person as a whole is Tameh. Either you're ritually pure or impure. We don't divide up the body. Chazal imposed that the hands of a person can be Tameh, just the hands alone. And that is because of a concept called Yodayim Askaniosein. Hands, you know, we don't, we're not always paying attention to what we touch. We handle all sorts of things. Not only do we sometimes touch things which are physically dirty, physically dirty, not clean, we also will come into contact with things which are ritually potentially impure. So Chazal imposed that even if you don't know anything in advance, we just assume that your hands are going to be Tameh, and therefore Chazal imposed upon the Kohanim that they need to wash their hands before partaking of Truma. That was an institution that they imposed on the Kohanim in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, before eating Truma, wash your hands. They then added, and they said, you know what? Not only for Kohanim or eating Truma, really all Jews who eat what's considered the primary form of Truma, which would be bread from the grains, all Jews, even if they're not eating chuma, they're just eating regular bread, all Jews should be like the Kohen. This should become the standard practice that before we eat bread, we wash our hands just like the Kohanim would do before eating of their chuma. And that's how this whole concept developed in which we have to wash before, uh, before eating bread. <laughs> I literally just came from a meeting from a uh, from from Geiris, a potential convert. As is our, uh, we have numerous meetings along the way from the Beisdin, and this potential convert had said something in terms of one of the questions. Really, he's like, "Yes, I know all about Birchat Hamazon, but I don't like to wash because I try to avoid having to bench." It's like you're not even Jewish already. How do you know that everybody tries to avoid washing at all costs? Do anything. I don't want to wash. I don't want to wash. That's like the that's the mantra of of a good Jew is not to. Ha- I don't want to eat meat. And I don't want to wash. Those are the two things, uh, the unique Jewish things that a non-Jew would never understand. What, what are you talking about? Like no bread, and it's not a diet. Just no bread and no meat. So in any case, but that's what we do. When we eat, when we eat uh, bread, we have to wash our hands in order to do so. Now, normally, normally, therefore, when should this mitzvah have been instituted? It should have been instituted that we would wash, uh, or when, excuse me. So Chazal, who instituted this mitzvah of washing before truma, and then they extended it to all of us, before eating bread, uh, when should we make the bracha of al netilas yadayim? When should we make the bracha? So normally we would have done it beforehand. Here, and there are, I should mention, there are poskim who say that it's still, it actually should be done that way. But it was already mentioned in the times of the Rishonim. Tosfos already quotes this from early in the 1100s, 1200s, and it's been the standard accepted practice. There are some exceptions. A standard accepted practice that we don't. We delay the bracha until after we actually have physically washed our hands. There are several reasons why that is. A, because the whole concept of washing our hands is Yodayim Askaniosheim, our hands are uh, busy, we don't know what they touch, they might be dirty, they might be physically dirty, they might, we might have just come from the bathroom and we just washed our hands anyway, therefore you can't make another bracha washing your hands if you just washed your hands a second ago. So for various reasons, the bracha was delayed until after the washing was done. Because of that, 
Because of that, and since it's supposed to have been done before we washed, the bracha of al-netilis yadayim needs to be as connected as possible to the act of washing one's hands as possible. And therefore the halacha is, you should make the bracha of al-netilis yadayim while your hands are still wet, before you have dried them. Since the drying of your hands is still considered part of the mitzvah, you wash and then you have to dry your hands. So as long as your hands are still wet, it's considered as if you're still in the midst of doing this particular mitzvah. The mitzvah the, of what Chazal commanded us to do doesn't end just when I poured the water over my hand. It sort of ended when I dried my hands off. So therefore, the bracha, which needs to be made, since the custom is to make it after washing, and the general should have been before, but we do it as much as possible where it's still part of the actual mitzvah, and therefore the bracha should be done while your hands are still wet, which means you wash, and then your hands are still wet before you dry them, you make your bracha of al-nitilas yadaim. I will mention here, if a person forgot and did not uh, make the bracha before having dried their hands, you are allowed lahalacha to still make the bracha of al after your hands are dry. You are allowed to. But the way that it's supposed to be done is you should make the bracha still while they are wet. This brings us into great misconception number one. When has the mitzvah been done? When have we started the mitzvah? So that's, of course, when you start washing, when you pour the water over your first hand. You're now in the midst of the mitzvah. Just like all mitzvahs, just like all mitzvos, uh, if you if a person made a bracha and then um, made a, a, a hefsek, interrupted it before actually performing the mitzvah. Let's say, for example, al bedikas chametz, you make a bracha, al bir chametz, I'm going to start searching, and then you take a phone call before you actually begin to look. You've now separated the bracha from the mitzvah, and it's not clear that that bracha works at all. Under many circumstances, you'd have to make another bracha. If a person made a bracha al mikra megillah, Purim time, and then before the Balkore starts reading the first word of Vayahi, you answer the phone after you have Amen. You said Amen to the bracha, and then you just got distracted with something else before you started the mitzvah. Under many circumstances, that bracha is gone. It, it never connected to the actual mitzvah. Here too, we just have reversed the order. We do the action first because of the reasons we explained a minute ago. First we wash, then you have to make the bracha. There is a great misconception that a person, and I've seen this uh, in many, many, many homes, will wash and continue the conversation that they were in the midst of before they started washing until they make their bracha, thinking, until I make my bracha, I'm good. So they'll, everybody, don't talk after you make the bracha, all day until, until the hamotzi is made. But it's not true. The, the most important point of not talking is from the time you wash your hands until you make the bracha. That's the most important point not to have a, a break because that's the act of the mitzvah and here's the bracha of the mitzvah. Those can't be separated. There are poskim who say, if you do talk between the time of washing and uh, making the bracha, you can no longer make the bracha because it's already separated. It's, it's already, you're, you started talking about something else. What are you making a bracha on? On the washing? You've already cut. That's no longer an active act. The, the washing that you did, you spoke about whatever you were talking about. That, there are those already, you should already not make a bracha at that point, you either wash again. That's the most important point. From the time you wash your hands, you make the bracha while they're still wet, and then you dry them, 
That is the, the that should not have a break in between the washing of the hands and the bracha that's being made. Again, ideally, the bracha should be made while your hands are wet. If your hands have already been dried, you still can make the bracha, provided you haven't been speaking in between. Now we move into the next stitch. Now you've washed your hands. You made the bracha, and you go to sit down. Can you talk at this point? And here is the great, the great misconception, and that is that if you talk at this point, you have to go wash again. And that is not true. You do not need to wash again, and you do not need to make another bracha. That point, you've already fulfilled the mitzvah of washing your hands. Now the main thing is that your hands haven't touched something that would make them ritually impure or unable to make a bracha. Assuming you haven't, that all you did is you washed, you sat down at the table, and you said, I like your dress. If that's all that you did, there's no reason to assume your hands have become any more unclean, impure in any other sense. The fact that you talked, we ideally try not to talk, but that level is far less far less of a disturbance than talking while after having washed your hands and made the bracha of al-natilas yadayim. That is a unit. You washed your hands, you made the bracha al-natilas yadayim, that unit is now closed. Now you're ready to eat bread. Can you talk in between that? Ideally, you shouldn't. There are certain things which even ideally you can say. For example, anything related to the meal you 100% can say from having made the brach of al-natilas yadayim until hamotzi. For example, can you please pass me the salt? Is the challah on the table yet? Is that, you know, all of those things are absolutely allowed to be said. That's not a break. You, I made my al-natilas, I'm getting ready to eat. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. That is not a problem at all. But even if you say, oh, I like your dress. Oh, okay, you shouldn't have done that. Do you need to wash again? No. Do you need to make another bracha? No. Just, that's it, finished, done. You shouldn't have said it, but that already is not nearly as bad as having talked in between washing and making the bracha of al-nitilas yadayim. Ideally, we try not to, and the reason why ideally we try not to talk too much is because we're supposed to make sure that our hands don't end up touching our shoes or scratching our head or or anything else, because that's why we wash, to be able to eat the bread as Chazal wanted us with our hands that have already been washed. But if just because you spoke, doesn't have any impact on your hands. It doesn't change anything. Hands are fine. They've been washed. You made the tilas time. Now you're good. So that's misconception number two. Again, number one is people think that even after I wash my hands, until I make a bracha, I can talk whatever I want. No, as soon as you start washing your hands, then you're no longer talking until you make your bracha on the tilas once you made the bracha of Anantilas Yadayim, if a person were to speak before Hamotzi, do not wash again, do not make another bracha Anantilas Yadayim, you're fine. Just keep on going, make your Hamotzi. You don't have to, nothing happens at that point. Misconception number three is, what are we concerned with? We're concerned with the hands. Chazal didn't, hands are busy. They touch things that aren't necessarily clean or ritually pure to a degree that they are allowed to be eating truma in the case of the Kohen. So even though if I say, I like your dress, that's not a problem, but if you shook someone's hand who hadn't yet washed, 
that is a problem. That would require you to wash again. That's the whole reason why we're washing our hands is because we know we're not careful with our hands. They end up touching all sorts of things. They scratch our head. They touch our shoes. They, they touch other people's hands who haven't yet washed on the TLC dime. So that is really the problem, that after you wash your hand to make sure that it doesn't come into contact with someone else who hasn't yet washed. This also, people are unaware but this happens all the time. You have a big meal, lots of guests, everybody goes to wash, and you know, picture again, in your, in your immediate family meal, it's not such a big deal, everybody's seen each other, they walked home from shul, they're sitting around the table, but a picture, the good old days where we would have meals in shul, at a bar mitzvah, at an ofrof, and there are 30, 40, 50 people eating Friday night dinner together, how many of them have you said good Shabbos too? And then you sit down, the Kiddush of it, he goes to wash, and you're seeing all, these are all friends and family, that's why you're there, right? And you happen to have washed, and now you're going back to your seat, and while you're going to your seat, someone's coming from their seat to wash. Oh, I haven't seen you, good Shabbos. It's, it's, so, putting all together, it's much better for you to say to them, good Shabbos, I washed already, I can't shake your hand. Remember the good old days we used to shake people's hands? Remember, ah, oh, those were the days. So, assuming we'll get back to that one point. So they stick out your hand to say good Shabbos to you, and you already washed, so if you're, mm, mm, you could do that. You could say to them, I washed my hands already. That's far, that's not a problem. But to actually shake their hand is a problem. So great misconception number three is most people would think, I don't want to talk. So it's much better just to shake their hand and keep going. Just the opposite. It would be much better to say to them, I already washed. That you could say. If you do shake their hand and they're on their way to wash because they haven't done that yet, now you have to go wash again. Shouldn't make another bracha. Don't make another bracha, but you should wash again if you touched somebody's hand who hadn't yet um, already washed. And those are a quick review of three of the uh, misconceptions that are out there. Hopefully, let's go over them again. Number one, when is it that it's most important not to talk? from the time you begin washing your hand until you make the bracha of al Because really the bracha should have been made beforehand. That's how we always do brachas before the mitzvah. Here we do it after, and it has to be immediately after. So we try to make the bracha of even while our hands are still wet, and it has to be connected to the act. The act is washing. If we talk in between washing and the bracha, we've broken up the bracha from the act, and you can't make a bracha on an act if they're not connected. So you start washing, no talking from then until you actually make the Al-Natilas Yadayim. From the time of the Al-Natilas Yadayim until Amotzi, we try ideally Tovli Zahir. It's best not to talk after we wash our hands before we make Hamotzi. The most important thing is making sure that our hands don't come into contact with something that would require us to wash again. If a person did speak, if they said something totally unrelated to the meal, okay, no problem, don't wash again, don't make another, you made the Alantina dime. that unit is closed. Now we're just making sure that our hands don't become dirty until we have a chance to make the hamotzi. So if somebody speaks then, okay, you don't have to point, you don't have to laugh, you don't, oh, it's fine. That's, that's the second thing. No, it's not, we try again not to talk, but it's not the worst thing if a person does and you wouldn't wash again. If you did touch something that would require you to wash again, primarily like some, someone's hand who had not yet washed, then you would indeed wash again. 
which is a relatively unknown halacha. That is what is uh, some of the halachas. Again, these are just some of the things about uh, talking. Next week in Mirza Hashem, we have all of the mechanics of washing, which we need to talk about, which there are many halachas regarding washing as well. We'll get to that Mirza Hashem next week. This was just some of the, the, uh, some of the misconceptions, some of the halachas regarding uh, when and where to talk and not to talk in regards to this mitzvah of Al-Natilas Yadayim. Always a pleasure spending a quick 20 minutes together on a Tuesday afternoon. Questions, comments? You're great. Thank you so much.